Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curiosity. All righty, folks. Joe Snedeker here, also known as who? Come on, say Mr. it. Mr. Curiosity. <laughs> Mr. Curiosity. And I am curious about a lot of things, including this week, the Mohegan Sun uh, Party in the Patio. Dave Parfrey, our guest, and Michael G. Stanton. Now, here's the deal. Dave, you are a bigwig at Mohegan Sun Pocono, correct? There, there are no bigwigs, Joe. We are one, <laughs> uh, we are one fine oiled machine all working in unison together. Ah, uh, see, he's already giving me the politically correct stuff. And Michael G. Stanton, you admit to being a bigwig at Bold Gold Media, right? No, no I'm going with the same thing. <laughs> I'm going with the same thing. <laughs> Well, you know what? Then this is over. If I don't have big wigs, I don't want to do this. Okay, it's done. Listen, people have people have titles, but titles mean nothing if if you don't work together exactly. as a as a team. Exactly. I hear you, but we're just here to laugh and have fun and admit that we're all big wigs. Okay, you're a big wig. Exactly. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, so. I want everyone to understand at least the connection between the two, if not three of us, before we dive in. Michael G. Stanton, because I don't understand this myself. Here's what I understand. Mohegan Sun Pocono has office space that they rent out to Bold Gold Media. Am I on this correctly, at least? Actually, it goes a little further than that, Joe. Well, let's hear it, Dave. Let's hear it. Back in 2008, um, a partnership was created with Bold Gold Media. Uh, and the Mohegan tribe, actually, to the point where we actually have a fully functioning um, radio station in our casino uh, broadcasting uh, the River 105. I mean, obviously, Bull Gold has numerous uh, widely popular radio signals throughout Pennsylvania and up into New York. But uh, at any given part of the day, you could walk by and see Michael or any of his team uh, busting out the, uh, the hits right in our casino. Which is pretty cool because I've walked by and when you look at a human being behind glass doing something, I don't care what they're doing. It's interesting. And you get to see live radio happen, which is pretty cool. Correct. Exactly. Yep. Now, Mike, do you feel like when people are looking at you in the casino, like you're a uh, goldfish, I don't know, you need to perform. You're, you're a goldfish. You're a goldfish. But no, you, I think you get used to it. It's odd in the it was odd in the beginning, but you get used to it. We have Jude in the morning. You have DC in the afternoon. We've got folks on the weekend. So yeah, you just, you kind of, you know, you kind of have to phase it out a little bit. When I had goldfish, um, they'd always have little streamers of their waist hanging down from them that they'd swim around with. You that don't doesn't have happen anything here. with that. No, that, it, what? Doesn't that doesn't happen. Here. That does not. <laughs> no. You made the fish <laughs> analogy, not me. I'm just saying. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, All right. So, Dave, you, you mentioned something that has always, I don't know if most people know this, and I'm the ignorant fool, I don't know. How, does the, how did the whole thing with Native Americans and casinos get to where it's at now? I, 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 I kind of understand. I don't. I do. Can you help us? Right. So, so Joe, I can speak to um, the origin of the Mohegan tribe building Pennsylvania's first casino here in Wilkes-Barre, PA. So, uh, Mohegan tribe built a jewel of a property up in uh, Uncasville, Connecticut, uh, 25, 26 years ago. I mean, it is literally, I don't know if you've ever been there, Joe, you drive into this property and it looks like any Vegas casino. It's big, it's beautiful, it's awesome. 
great experience if you ever have a chance. But if so, you but if you can back that up just a hair, so yeah. the Mohegan tribe, as you call it, correct? Is that the correct term? Mm-hmm. Um, how did they get to that point? Like, so did the government work this out and say this is your land, or did they just purchase it? And the 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 the, the, the certain rules of the United States do not apply to them. Is that how this all works? So so the land up in Uncasville, Connecticut, is actually tribal land. They have so aside from their casino, they. Uh, operate their own fire department, their own police department. It is truly tribal land, uh, separate from uh, or with contained within the state of Connecticut. Is that uh, right? See, I didn't even know that. That's interesting. Uh, yes. Um, and then back in 2005, when uh, I think it was at uh, uh, Ed Rendell, our governor Ed Rendell was uh, looking to launch the gaming expansion bill or, or our slot bill. Um, the Mohegan tribe was extremely interested in this, uh, this Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And they wanted to, this to be their first venture out of Connecticut and into Pennsylvania. Uh, clearly different down here, right? It's not tribal land. Uh, but by this time, they were uh, many years into owning and operating casinos. And they built this uh, casino resort here in uh, Wilkes-Barre, Plains, PA. Uh, I, t- I tell you this, Joe. Uh, we were formerly a racetrack owned by another gaming company. The Mohegan tribe building this property, installing their culture, uh, their guest service here. It's truly a family atmosphere. Every employee, whether they're still here, and we have tons of day one employees still here. Uh, I am a day one employee. But every employee that has come through these doors uh, has embraced that culture and really talked so highly of the team spirit here. It's a, it's a great, great atmosphere. Yeah. And you have to admit that's very unique. So if you were to trace th- this, this is going back to Native American culture and Native American owners, uh, land, original landowners of, of North America. So th- these are descendants. Correct. That's excellent. That's excellent. So, so something like Mount, I believe in my sketchy uh, background with this whole thing, so didn't Mount Airy try that? And are they still doing that? And could anyone do that if they apply for a license like this? Could Mike and I, if we had billions of dollars, said we're going to do this? How does it work? So, so although uh, Mohegan Sun Pocono was the first, Pennsylvania's first casino, we've had numerous uh, casinos up and up in the years to come. Uh, Penn National, Mount Airy, Wind Creek down in uh, towards Bethlehem, Philly uh, Parks down at the old Philly racetrack. Uh, and then they, they branched out to the western part of the state as well. Most recently, in the past few years, through another gaming expansion bill, uh, satellite casinos were allowed to be bid on by gaming operators. So these are smaller casinos, maybe 500 slot machines, 30 table games. Uh, I believe there's talk of one going in down at the Penn State, uh, near the Penn State campus. Um, if, if you and Michael wanted to pull together uh, millions and millions of dollars and pa- and pass the arduous investigative uh, nature of the gaming industry, I'm sure, Joe, you and Michael could pass that, right? Come on, Joe. Let's... <laughs> okay. No, I'm just curious. I, I, perhaps, I, got a little bit, I got a little bit in my 401k. I don't know. <laughs> perhaps you, you could also open your own casino. <laughs> so that's kind of how it all started. That's very, very uh, interesting. Um, you know, so is another thing I've always wondered about before we get to the whole summer program party in the patio. So your background, where did you come from? Are you our Northeastern Pennsylvania guy? I'm a Green Ridge boy, born and raised. Get out of here. 
yeah. Um, and then uh, Aaron. Did you uh, go to Did you go to Zumo's um, Zumo's Coffee Place, which used to be Zumo's? Uh, uh, it used to be like a like a like a like a, a, a little general store. I don't recall Zumo's. Bernetti's Pizza back in the day was a, a big uh, stop of mine at Green Ridge Corners. Okay. So you go to you go to college to major in what then? How do you get to this point? Penn State majored in uh, accounting and finance. Uh, really, Mike? You see, he is a big shot. I told you that. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this and maybe maybe offend some folks. He's not a stereotypical accountant guy. Well, in my opinion. Well, hence the move. So yeah, Joe, I, uh, I started out in a, started out in finance, built out our FP&A team here at the casino over probably the first 14 years, uh, and then made the move over to the marketing side uh, because it's, listen, although I fully embrace and love uh, all things finance, especially analysis, um, truly the excitement and the creative passion is where, where marketing. All right. You got to follow those passions, but definitely you're entrenched in it at the casino. There's all marketing and finance and it's all one big gooey ball, <laughs> gooey ball of love. A couple of things I've always wondering. So let's just pick on the one I'd ban at the slot machine, for example. How does all that, it's always, I'm told, in the casino's favor, correct? Like a casino is there to obviously make money. So a, a casino here is a casino is here built obviously to be profitable, right? Right. Um, but also the tax dollars generated from every dollar of gaming revenue, whether it be from a slot machine or a table game, uh, goes goes back to the state in the tune of fifty five percent on the dollar. So what oh. you're, what you're seeing out there with our tax dollars, and especially with the local share monies, which is a uh, a portion of those tax dollars, you know, local firehouses getting new trucks, libraries being built, uh, just from our casino alone on a 12 month basis, uh, $10 million goes to a local share fund where communities can apply for grants to, uh, basically enhance the community. That's awesome. So it's really the people's money going back to the people, but through, uh, through entertainment, so to speak. Right. True. I love it. And now you're going to take personal blame for bringing down Atlantic city. Are you going to take blame for that? We, 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 cannot, we cannot take, we cannot take blame for that. Actually, actually the Mohegan tribe uh, operates through a management deal uh, resorts casino at, in Atlantic city. Uh, so we are, they are a sister casino of ours, so to speak. Uh, and I still love getting down to Atlantic city uh, a few times a year. But you have to admit it's a little bit, it wasn't what it was in the eighties into the nineties. Is that connected or is that just what people say? Is that like wives tales? Did that... Well, I mean, Joe, back, uh, back 20 years ago, right. You either flew out to Las Vegas right, or you went to Atlantic city on the, on the East coast. And as it's not just Pennsylvania, I mean, it was a big gaming boom as States be, uh, begun to pass uh, gaming legislation, you know, it wasn't just Pennsylvania. It was New York and West Virginia and Ohio. All of these states uh, started uh, passing this legislation. So yeah, less less volumes to Atlantic City, but it's still a great place. Yeah, you got that right. You don't have the ocean, so take that. <laughs> now that smell that's in casinos, I'm attracted to it. Do you want to reveal the secret of that smell? Whenever I go in there, 
I just want to stay because of that smell. Mike, do you know what I mean? Or is I that, totally know. Yes. What is that smell? Is it a secret formula? What? That, that, that smell is widely popular in, in the casino industry and in other, uh, other businesses. It's a, uh, it is a great air freshening system that <laughs> pumps out uh, various types. Of, and Joe, great story here. Back in my finance days, years and years ago, Okay. Uh, we had a uh, we had an assistant general manager here who wanted to bring in new scents. Uh, <laughs> so we actually got to test out all these scents. Oh, this one's a little more oaky, and this one's a little more. I mean, as a finance guy, I don't. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Uh, I have allergies in the summer. I can't smell anything. <laughs> but I will say that the system is out there to uh, alleviate some of the other smells, and it's uh, it's pretty high tech. Is that right? Yeah, it, do, it does seem high tech and unique because it's not the kind of thing where it's a little more potent there and less there. It's like everywhere. Yep. <laughs> you should get some of that in your home studio. Oh my. I really should because uh, <laughs> yeah. it stinks in here. It really does. I'm in the basement. <laughs> it smells a little bit. There, my wife's always complaining. There's a mold smell here. The dehumidifier isn't taking off enough moisture. I don't know. But to make listen, sense. I got a guy for you if you're looking for a mold. <laughs> Victor. Victor. <laughs> All right. So back to casino talk. So things are good. How unique would you say then is Northeastern PA to have this treasure of you guys? If I were to go to Virginia, Northeastern Virginia is their one. Oh, I'm going to go to Tennessee. Does every state pretty much within an hour or two or three drive have something similar? Right. It's, I mean, when it comes down to it, especially now that uh, competition is everywhere and it crosses borders to states, it's all about the brand you present. And going back to our initial discussion about uh, the Mohegan tribe building this place here, it's all about that guest service blowing away the guests, right? We want you, when you're leaving our doors after a trip, whether you're here to, to hit a slot machine, a table game, or actually Joe, you and your wife go to a, an incredible dinner at a Ruth Chris Steakhouse that we have here, right? You're on your way out the door. We want you leaving with that feeling. I can't wait to get back here. So whether you're taking in a show in our ballroom or you're outside for party in the patio, we just want you feeling that incredible guest service and just looking forward to coming back. I do. And I must admit this too. This is like a confessional. I was brought up a Catholic boy as a happily married man, happily married man of uh, 29, almost 30 years. Sometimes I'll just sit there and watch the pretty girls go by. That doesn't make me a bad person. <laughs> Listen, now, if you were in a studio, you can stay here for hours. I'm just Behind saying. the glass. Yes. Yeah, it's, just, exactly. it's a constant train yeah. of beautiful women. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just in a weird, <laughs> weird path. <laughs> All right. So then when, when does Mike Stanton enter the, the, well, actually not Mike Stanton. When does someone say, let's have concerts here? Because I remember, I think it's over 10 years ago during the winter months in the, in the cold, depressing part of winter, you guys were a light uh, 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 at the end of the tunnel for me, because starting, I think it was like January, February, I'd be going to see all of these tribute bands, foreigner tribute band, the cars tribute band. And I had an awesome time there. And I don't think there were patio bands then, but it was winter thing, wasn't it? But it was it was never truly a winter thing. We would have indoor entertainment in the ballroom um, in our winter months. Right. But okay. it loses some of the the overall experience. And we'll, we'll go back in time. Right, Joe. And Mike, then you can jump in with uh, with um, the monumental undertaking, gold, gold uh, and you yourself uh, do with them seeing these events. 
But way back in 2007, Joe, our little temporary facility here, uh, PA's first casino was open for only a year. And while we were opening it, we were building this monstrosity that is the jewel of our phase two property, what, what you know as Mohegan Sun Folk know today. Our original GM, uh, Bobby Soper, had this idea. He said, listen, I want to take a day of the week and I want to own that day through entertainment. <laughs> I don't want to hurt the local bars. Let's stay away from Fridays and Saturdays, but I want to take a day and I want to own it. And we're going to give people the music they love. Now, he was a huge 80s, uh, 80s fan. So uh, obviously a lot of that music and still that DNA is in our, our schedule uh, today that we just announced for 2022. He said, I want to give people free music. I want to give them cheap beverages. And I want just a great time out there under the stars, right out in front of our racetrack. And the blueprint was there, Joe, for a true success, right? But what we learned in this was even the greatest ideas need a few years of refinement, uh, allowing them to grow the roots, right? It wasn't an instant success. We, the original party on the patio wasn't even called party on the patio that first year. It was our deck outside overlooking the racetrack with a massive tent built over it, room for maybe 200 people, a great tribute band and free food. And we had people, I mean, we were struggling to put 200 people in that, that area out there. Back. Is that they, right? They were coming for the free food and then going back inside. Now, Mike, were we there for the free food? I don't remember that. <laughs> well, we were there because when I got here, that's when they started it, when I got to Bold Gold. So it was literally, Dave said it wasn't party in the patio originally, but when it was party, it was literally on that patio. Yes. So it was, it was a sliver of the size yes. of, of, of how large it is today. Literally, it was on the patio. 15 years ago. That's when this starts. Yep. But just a few ago. hundred people showing up. It wasn't it's like this cultural phenomenon like it is now. So what happens is as the years start to go by, right, we ramp up our number of events. Uh, and then word of mouth spreads, little advertising sprinkled in. And suddenly this thing just blossoms into the event it is now. And, and like I said, it, it truly is NEPA's biggest free concert and party. I mean, where else are you going to go on a Thursday night, get incredible entertainment? And we bring bands, Joe, from coast to coast and Canada. If you're a, uh, uh, what is that Canada band? Uh, the Bee Gees. Um, okay. So we, we recruit bands from all over the country, bring them in. We purchased our own stage now. That gets erected as soon as racing ends uh, the previous day. Um, they start setting up at 7 a.m., right? And this is something that the party on the patio fans, and there are a lot of them, they're very passionate. Um, they look for that schedule to come out in March every year, and if it's not out in March, they're, <laughs> they're already beating down our doors asking where it is. Right? I'm that guy. I'm that guy. This is, that guy. this is like, is my life pathetic? This is partial the highlight of my summer every year. <laughs> yeah, but Thursday that's a good thing. Oh, it's so good because, and I'm not saying it's the free part, but just the energy. There's how many people? Do you guys get a number? 5,000? So, so yeah, I mean, the space, the full racing apron, as we call it, space could probably hold about 5,000. That's, uh, you know, some of the, the wings of the apron and, uh, I'd say the true space we use now, the true footprint can easily hold 3000 and we get them strong out there on a, on an 80 degree night, Joe, under the stars, perfect weather. That's uh, you cannot beat it. I'm telling you, that's the thing. The sun is going down. 
Right. Um, dusk is moving in. The stars start showing up. There's a breeze blowing a distant flag. You hear your favorite band. Mm-hmm. And my big conundrum always, is it the art or the artist? And I've come to the conclusion, it's the art, not the artist. So when I go see the Eagles cover band, when I go see Bon Jovi cover band, Journey cover band, you hear the music that us old guys, and I'm talking about anyone in their 40s, 50s and beyond, grew up with. And it just makes you feel alive. I don't need to see the real journey. And in many cases, these bands, these guys are now in their 60s and 70s, and they can't do it as good as the tribute bands. And that's a cold, hard fact. And if you were to go see the Eagles, you're going to pay $400 a ticket, and and they're going to be about this big. What's the big deal? You know what I mean? So this thing, to me, is the greatest thing ever. I remember in the 90s, I was hearing a lot about bands like, Sticks and Ario Speedwagon and Foreigner. I think you guys hit it at the right time because they were on the decline. They couldn't even sell tickets to go see the real bands. And it's because guys like us were having kids. We were in our 20s and 30s and we were done with our teenage years. And now that we're older, 40s, 50s, 60s, we want to relive our youth. And now even the real bands, Ario Speedwagon, Sticks, and now all your um, tribute bands, they can't get enough tickets because everyone wants to relive that. So you struck while the uh, iron was hot. And that's a part of, I think, the success. Right. No, I, I would agree. And I mean, obviously, it's uh, this concept has been imitated, at least in, in this area since. And I mean, that's best, the most sincere form of uh, flattery, right? Uh, yeah. And we still think we do it the best. And we still think we put on a, an incredible free experience for people uh, that just want to love on some 80s. 80s music. Now, that's not to mean we haven't interjected some 90s stuff. Joe, last year when we were, I was uh, talking to you over weather for our uh, our Queen event, and we were panicking. Uh, nice. We did have a brief chat about uh, you know at what point do you branch out from the 80s? Do you do you stick with what works? Um, it's a little risky, right? I mean, because yeah, do the do the do the people in their 20s and 30s have the cash that us older guys have, right? right, the- right. <laughs> Um, I will say we've got uh, one solid uh, 90s band. Well, actually, at this point now, they span three generations. But uh, we do have a Red Hot Chili Peppers tribute band uh, loaded up for uh, for uh, June, rather. So that'll be uh, that'll be an experience. I'm looking well, do, you, do you have the list in front of you? Because I thought we'd get the man with the golden pipes to work his magic and tell us about the schedule for this upcoming I- Who's that, Bob, Bob Vanderhaven? That's <laughs> no, that's Michael G. Stanton right here. Are you ready? <laughs> well, we have so. So as of, but but wait, as of yeah. as of this is this is airing. Um, we missed the first one, so we missed the Bon Jovi tribute band that was Bon, um, bon Jersey on June second. Yeah, all right, but from here on out, man, it's coming at you hard and heavy. These are all great shows. Golden Pipes, hit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, the, <laughs> the, the Prince tribute band is going to be on the ninth, so that will be the second show. Um, and real quick, Joe, one thing about that Prince tribute band—it's called Dean Ford and the Beautiful Ones. This is a, an act we've been trying to get back to our property for years. Uh, they're out of, I think, the Boston or Massachusetts area. Great, incredible performers, uh, great artists. This one is going to be massive. We're looking forward to it. Sorry. No, 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 no. Back to you, Mike. <laughs> um, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, RHCP is on the 16th. We've got, how do you uh, do flea? Did you see these guys ever? I mean, flea's tough to do. Well, that Joe, that's one of the best parts about 
this particular form of marketing is I get to sit down with my director of promotions and entertainment, Jennifer, and we basically spend the winter months watching bands, tribute oh, bands, nice. and building up our wish list, right? While keeping your anchors, you're never going to get rid of Bon Jovi because we would be uh, yep, yep, yep. out there with pitchforks. <laughs> does he rip his shirt off? I need to know if he does a correct flea. Is he topless? He, he will go full flea. up next let's see we've got uh, the best of the eagles that's the now i i gotta say this before you go on is this the same as last year yes because i've seen a lot of tribute eagles bands and this one was my favorite of all time and you know listen i love don hanley and 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 and, um joe walsh and the gang but listen I'm really looking forward to that. And they're kicking butt and they do it better. <clears throat> I didn't say that. I did not say that. I'm sorry. I take it back. But no, they're excellent. I'll be at that show for sure. <laughs> then we've got um, Who's Bad? Michael, Michael, uh, yeah, Michael Jackson on the 30th, June 30th. Returning back to Mohegan Sun Pocono for the first time in 10 years. Keep her going, Bubby. We got oh, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, Who's right. not going to love that one? Tramps Like Us, uh, Springsteen Tribute on the 7th, July 7th. That's going to be awesome. We've got Rubik's Cube. It's an 80s. So one thing about this, Joe, I, I've always wanted to make this, this slight little switch tweak to Party on the Patio. It, you know, whether you're a Bon Jovi, uh, a fan of Bon Jovi's music or the Eagles, at some point throughout the night, right, you're going to start to get to those those deep cuts, right? Or the B tracks where, right, right, right. oh, it's time to time to grab another beer or hit the restroom. I've always wanted to bring in a, tr- a performance that covers every hit from a particular genre, right? So Rubik's Cube does it well. They'll go full attire in the 80s. So basically every song being belted out, an instant classic uh, hit from the 80s, it should keep the crowd going nuts out there all night long. That's going to be huge. And that's a new one, correct? Uh, we've, we've had them for New Year's Eve events and, uh, several years ago, but they were the first uh, back, back to party in the patio for actually it's their, their first time ever. Yeah. I love it. So before we continue with the list, though, I got to ask you, Dave, and remember when I do these podcasts, I've done over 50 of them. I bring the bell because if I get too rude, all you have to say oh. is bell and then I shut up. You don't even have to say anything. Just say bell and I shut up. Um, wow. Two things I'm wondering. And I remember uh, I had a friend who worked in the industry 10, this is over 10 years ago. And he said, one of my favorite bands, Blue Oyster Cult, I think cost maybe 5,000 to get at a gig, which I mean, 10,000, which seemed pretty low to me, but I don't know. Well, Do you want to comment on how much you charge these guys or how much they charge you? I should say. Yeah. Um, or we, we don't want to go there. I don't know. I don't well, know. <laughs> I would love to go there uh, because the, the entertainment we're putting out there, Joe, for a free show is not cheap uh, right. by any means. Now, and, you know, it, it can it can get very expensive based on some of those uh, acts we we bring in once or twice uh, in the past couple of years. But we're probably going to have to go bell because I cannot (laughs) throw out some of the secrets. (laughs) Plus, these artists aren't getting a portion of the ticket sales because there are no ticket sales. So, I mean, that's a big... Very true. Yep. It gets confusing. All right. So, we... But I will say, I will say, whoever told you 10 grand for Blue Oyster Cult even 10 years ago, there's no way they were only 10 grand. (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, no. 
Whoa. See, there's a little info. Mike, you have no comment on all this? You a big... No. <laughs> no. I'm, actually, I'm not privy to any of that stuff. Oh. <laughs> no. Wow. Listen, that, way, that way, if I've ever, you know, ever, anybody ever corners me, I, I, I can honestly, you know, say I have no idea. I just saw I just saw Loverboy last week at the Spyglass Ridge Winery. What do you think they paid for them? See, you don't want to comment. Wow. 15, 20,000, 18,000. Bell, bell, bell. bell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On with the list. So next we have huge. Who doesn't like Elton John? Right, Mike Stanton? Pick right. it up. That's Philadelphia Thursday. Freedom. That's on the 21st, July 21st. Uh, Elton John. Back in black. ACDC, always a big one. Oh, yeah. I mean, these are always big, but. All of these are big. That's on the 28th of uh, July, ACDC, Back in Black. We've got um, Full Moon, Fever. Actually, no, Journey, prior to Great, great Escape. Oh, my bad. And I'm, and I'm not wearing my cheater glasses right now, <laughs> so I'm holding this list way out in front of me. And that's on the, what? what's the day on? The 11th? No. Yeah, now we're into August. Now we're into August. Yeah, now we're August. August. So, here, so, Joe, here's what we close out August with. We will go strong. Journey, which is a monster every year. Uh, Tom, we shipped over to Tom Petty, Full Moon, Full Moon Fever, cover uh, tribute band, uh, Black Dog, like Led Zeppelin, and then closing out super strong with two uh, big time fan favorites here, Staying Alive, the Bee Gees, and Tusk, Fleetwood Mac, uh, close out August, and we actually have one show on September 1st. So here's the thing. When you look at this list, Mike Stanton knows that I'm a music guy and I tend to be and Mike, I hate to admit this, a little snobby with my music, you know, like, yeah, not, yeah. I don't like that. I have my deep cuts, my bands that nobody knows. But what you've selected is bands that pretty much everybody likes. People who are 12 and people who are 78, everybody likes these, including me. So you, you did it right, brother. I mean, you did it right. Why would they do it wrong? <laughs> no, but sometimes you can take... You can take a risk is what I'm saying, you know, and then you don't know what you're going to get. But everybody likes all of these bands. One thing that's missing, though, is the Beatles. Are they tough to get? Beatle right. cover bands? We have we have had uh, Beatles uh, tribute bands over the years. Um, every now and then we may take a break from one particular band and and try something new for one particular week. And then uh, they'll be back the next year. Like, uh, for instance, Jimmy Buffett. I'm a huge I consider myself a huge parrot head. Joe, I've been to all around the country, probably 12, 13, 14 shows now. Um, and we've had Jimmy Buffett as a, a tribute band over the years. We're just taking a, a one-year break or so from, uh, from that particular uh, performance and bringing in something like the Prince tribute band or the Red Hot Chili Peppers or the Who's Bad Michael Jackson. Uh, we do have our anchors, like I've talked about, your uh, your. BGs, your Fleetwood Macs, your uh, Springsteen, Eagles, so on and so on, Bon Jovi, obviously. Um, but, you know, we, we do like to, to keep it fresh to some degree while keeping those anchors in play. I love it. Now, I'm wondering, Mike Stanton, you have to back me up here again. I'm going to get the bell oh. out. I'm wondering if they're going like this. I wonder if they're saying behind closed doors, this thing has become such a success. I wonder if in some closed, big mahogany wood office, with 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 sound dentoning on the walls, they're saying we should start charging them. We didn't know it was going to be this big. We can't let all these people in for free anymore. It's too too big now. Let's charge them twenty bucks each. And then there's some going like this. Yeah, yeah. Is oh, it going to get it, to that? 
listen, don't you think it would it would it would diminish the appeal? I wonder. I, I don't work here. So, so Joe, let me let me comment on that. One. <laughs> First of all, the office does have many leather-bound books that smell <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I can I can as I sit here today, listen, it it truly is about that experience out there. Um, listen, we're we're making we're making revenue to pay for the bands on, on you know the adult beverages or non-alcoholic beverages, but truly it is about creating that experience for our guests outside, free show, great entertainment. We will not be charging for that. Is there are there any stats that would that you guys look at being a marketing guy and a financial guy? If you did charge, half the people would show up. Thirty percent of the people would show up. I wonder if there's any information on that. I mean, I, I'm sure I could speculate, uh, but that would probably fall into the bell realm. Okay. <laughs> Mike, this guy's pulling out the bell more than anyone in my history here. Well, but you know, maybe you're you're digging you know, when you're talking to a finance guy. Though, I know. That's, I, a personal, <laughs> that's a personal thing. Joe, like if we said, Joe, so how much money do you have in the bank? You would. Yeah, I know. It's, and then I'd go, ah! Right. In my know, money's Joe, a weird thing you, to talk about. Joe, money's when weird. You have, when you have something that works in tried and true, and it's been refined for 15 years now. The, the core of that uh, experience should not be changed, nor will it ever be changed. All right. So, Michael G. Stanton, you've been there for these years yeah. introducing a lot of these bands. Do they come out or even behind the scenes? I know they're cover bands, but do they have a rock star persona when you meet them, when you interact with them? When you- yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them, some of them are the artists. I guess it would be similar to acting where they get into character and they are, they are that singer. They are the drummer. They are the guitarist. What if they are that performer? And there are, and there are others that it's, it's cool. The transformation, how um, they're super cool and chilled out in the tent and they go on stage and then they transform. Yeah. Well, we all play that game, I guess. And um, I, I don't want to cut you off, but I did lose your video. We can keep I know, talking. What happened? I don't know, but you, I'll keep talking. You can keep talking and we'll wrap things up. Um, I will say this now, there you are. Um, I'm, I've been on TV for almost 30 years, but I'm standing in front of a camera. I've been an educator, which I'm standing in front of 20, 30 students. But last year at one of your events, do you remember what happened? I had the opportunity to, with you, Michael G. Stan, introduce, uh, what band was it? Why do I forget? I don't know if I was, that was, yeah. It was almost Queen, of course. Yeah. And I tell you what, being on stage in front of the sea of people that was out on a beautiful day, wow, that's a memorable experience forever and ever. Just something about that. So do you get a little freaked out, a little nervous? I yeah. had the butterflies. I you know, no, no, see, but because I've because I've done that before. Yeah. So I don't. Um, I don't know why I don't. I think it's because honestly. Everybody at Party on the Patio, whether it's all of the great people that work for Mohegan Sun, Pocono, or everybody who's there is there for the show. And they're all like they're they're just there for a great experience. So when you're up there, you're just kind of, you know, introducing the band or you're welcoming people, you know, to listen to the river. Thank you for coming out or, you know, you know, give a big round of applause to, you know, the bartenders and the waitresses. Like everybody is part of the, the show, if you will. They are part of it. That's what makes, I think, Mohegan Sun uh, and Party on the Patio huge because everybody is, is part of it. 
Yeah, I totally agree. It's just an aura. It's a vibe. It, it percolates right through the, everyone is just like chill and happy. It's almost like a, like a surreal utopian experience. It's unbelievable. You yep. got to get yep. there folks. So if this podcast can get you there, go there. If you want to just, uh, Play 21 like Mike Stanton. I'm told that uh, his wife once told me, Dave, that he takes the check every uh, week from uh, from his work. And uh, sometimes he puts the whole house on red. Is that true, Mike? Put it down. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I'm not going yes. there. <laughs> yes, that happens. No. Dave, maybe this is another and final bell question. I always hear, I'll, I'll be out with my buddies and they'll be like, and I don't even know if this could be true. They'll be like, hey, did you hear about so-and-so's brother-in-law, sister? And I go, what? Like, oh yeah, they won three hundred and eighty thousand dollars at Mohegan. Are people doing that? Oh, I mean, Joe, we, we have certain jackpots, especially on table games, one called Blazing Seven, that has gotten as high as I want to say six hundred thousand dollars. That's unbelievable. Uh, in, in years past, uh, yeah, there are there are large jackpots to be to be had here. Yes, Mike, we can believe that guy that told us that story. Now, how about that? Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> I did not know. And then when you see them going past your goldfish uh, uh, on display <laughs> studio, they have yeah. a different strut, I bet, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Their heads are raised high. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to party on the patio. Sure. <laughs> All right. Big shot, Dave Parfrey and Michael G. Stanton. I appreciate the time. If you want to just give out maybe the website or anything you guys need to do to get people interested, now's your chance. And then sure. we'll wrap it up. Any, anyone looking to find out more about Party on the Patio or our casino and resort uh, in general can go to www.mohegansonpocono.com and everything is there for their uh, reading pleasure. Excellent. All and right, we always Mike. post stuff on the, the Rivers Facebook page. We've got 1.3 million followers on that. So, you know, the River, we've been a, a, a host uh 105 and 1035 we've been a host of party on the patio since it started way back when and when dave was here so yeah i love it and the first one because i am a working man i got to pay the mortgage uh, a lot of these thursdays i can't make only because i have to work on friday but i'm taking off a lot of fridays just for this event so i don't have to wake up at three in the morning and go to work at wdp but the first one for me is the eagles i'll see you guys there awesome. excellent because right now i already have a peaceful easy feeling wow <laughs> Oh. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Joe. All right. Thanks, Joe. Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curiosity.